bronche, bronche. That's how we say brunch. Here's to the ladies who stay busy with their lunch. Yo anda bochinche. Paquete con pinche. You know what they said? Got too busy, got too thinking. Aquí en esta mesa se respeta como ñón. Si la copa está llena, yo te doy la bendición. So what if we get batches? We from the Bronx. That's it. Don't get it twisted. We be going to Manhattan. Be a queen. Be a boss. Ladies who brunch are popping off. Hey, we pop, pop, and pop it off. We, we pop, pop, All pop right. The episode's about to start. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I'm Tunisa. What's good, everybody? This is Skittles, and today we have a bad bitch in our presence. She is an actress. She is a comedian. She is a renaissance woman because she does it all. I actually met Black Rose a couple of years back at a YouTube Black event, I remember, and it was just mad dope to just, like, meet you and then, like... Because I met you and then I saw your content and I realized like all of the videos that I had actually seen you in. One of my favorite videos is you trying to get your boyfriend's phone <laughs> open from his like fucking yes. his face ID. Um, but yes, anyway, an actress, a comedian, a renaissance woman, she does it all. Black Rose, who the fuck are you? What is up, y'all? Oh my God, I am so happy, number one, to be here finally. Yeah. Like all the ladies who bronche, okay? <laughs> like no, for real. Like I'm gonna have a glass. I'm I'm ready to brunch. I got my Casamigos with yes. honey there, and you know a little a little a little herbal essence for me later. But who am I? Oh my God, that's always a yes. trick question, right? Yes. I am a woman first, a mother, a friend, yes. uh, uh, hija de Dios. I mean. You know, and then after that, um, I'm someone who loves the arts a lot, like every part of it. So I've always been into theater, music, acting, writing. And then as I got older, finding my voice and standing up for things that, you know, other people might find that, you know, a little weird or off or taboo or, you know, so much things. Like, for example, I smoke weed and I'm an activist for weed. Yes. So, you know, what have I grown to be now? Just a woman that's still healing, growing, and wants to, like, share my light with everybody, with every part of my journey. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like you do such a beautiful job of that. You know, I, I've always, and when I met you, I told you this. I was like, I always appreciate your posts, not just because they're funny as fuck mm. most times, but because I think that it's nice to wake up in the morning and know that there's another woman in the world who's having a very dirty thought, right? Of, of, or, or a woman who's just like out here letting motherfuckers know, I see you and how your energy is trying to interfere with me and I'm not having that shit, right? And so mm -hmm. it's so refreshing that at all hours of the day, at any moment in time, you can sort of go to your page and see, um, you know, I in your words, you're a renaissance woman, right? Somebody who is just living their life on their terms and um, seem is seemingly uh, very grounded in who they are, you know, and works very hard and is very honest and transparent about what that journey is for them. So I've, I've always admired that about you. Oh, work. thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I also... <laughs> I also used to live for during the during like height of pandemic times when you would mimic Britney's dancing videos. Oh my god. <laughs> I felt like she started my like the next level of my weight loss journey. <laughs> I love her. It's Britney, bitch, and she's free now. Yeah, it's free Britney. She's free. The fuck out of here. Yeah, her music and dance is just uh music dance feels so good and like when when you're free and you and you let that go and you stop fucking worrying about what the fuck you look like what people might think and you're just yes. this energy like it grows and like i i love britney yes. <laughs> i'd love to hear a bit rose about just sort of your journey into this space that you occupy or the spaces that you occupy. Um, oftentimes I feel like people find people on Instagram first, but Instagram isn't necessarily the first place that those people have been entering the different fields that they're in. So I'd love to hear about your journey. Started in fucking MySpace, B. <laughs> yes, come on MySpace. No, wait, we can take it back. No, AIM, I was, I was too shy to like, <laughs> talk or do too much in the aim chats but like growing up i've always been like i said interested in the arts like you know it's just small 
parts of my life have helped me get to where I'm at now. Did I ever think that this is what I want to do? No, like I just like the more you find yourself, the more you get to express yourself, um, the more you see why I was in band class when I was in junior high school or in elementary or choir or, you know, uh, I used to play the tin whistle. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's not a big deal, but it's something, you know. I love that. But like, you know, like music has always been um, a part of me and um, theater as well. I've always liked acting. You know, I grew up as an MTV kid in a, in a Spanish household. My mom had me when she was 40. So I was the only one born here in the United States. So mm -hmm. I saw entertainment and TV and we used to have mad shows. I used to want to be in all them shows, Kids Incorporated. I wanted to be in all the sitcoms. I used to just love it, like seeing this family. And how does that, where does that come from? Maybe not having a complete family. So I was like trying to watch a complete family online and just keep thinking of like, I want to write a sitcom. Or I want to act in it. I want to be able to do so many things. And since young, I always know that that's a, a passion of mine. And then as I started expressing myself, I think people found me funny. I never noticed that I was funny. Like, I just used to say shit, I guess, growing up a tomboy, like, you kind of just <laughs> say stupid shit. And yeah, you just all of a sudden, now I'm a comedian, too. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a journey. <laughs> I, I love that. How did you get involved? Like, because I know that we've definitely seen you also involved with, like, Rachel La Loca and, like, the Hilarious shows and all that stuff. How did that come about? Yes. Oh, my God. I remember that I used to see Rachel like just on Instagram, right? And it's like, she's una que no está representando, right? I was like, I love her. Oh my gosh, she's Dominican and Jewish and she's funny as hell. And like, she has a little bit of a dark humor, which I love because I love dark humor and adult yeah. humor. Like to see a woman out there, not only putting in the work, but also finally being recognized, someone that is in our circle, but I didn't know her yet. Uh -huh. And and then one day she you know she invited me to be part of the hilarious. Uh, we we met a few times before that and and got to like she's like oh my god you're so cool and I'm like you're so cool I'm like where you been all my life I'm like I've been here <laughs> I've been here <laughs> and to make me part of the hilarious bones you know was like a big deal like I loved it and like, no. doing sketches with a, a whole group of women is so dope because it's so different from what I was doing working with mostly guys and me being maybe just one of the girls it's a mm -hmm. totally different dynamic so when you go out to brunch with the girls what is your favorite brunch plate what is your go-to brunch plate I've been wanting a little bit of everything because I'm going to want a little, I'm going to want some of the waffle. Mm -hmm. And maybe some, you know, a little omelet. <laughs> but then I'm going to want like some of that pepper steak and then a little bit of that pasta. Like, you know, by the time. Bye -bye. I'm getting, girl. Yeah. Hey, girl. Pepper steak. Hey, girl. Pepper steak. Ooh, that was like uh didn't like Tosca's used to do a really good brunch buffet. Yeah, you can always grab a little bit of everything. It was great. Yes. It was great. I love to hear that you're like, oh, I want a waffle, but I also want an omelet. Cause I'm definitely that person that will go to a diner and get like a waffle, but instead of getting like the eggs and the bacon, I'll get like an omelet. Yeah. Like and a side of bacon. <laughs> Uh, a little bit of everything. Throw a little bit of fruit on top of that shit too. Right. <laughs> so, what's your favorite bronche bebida? Bebida. The mimosas is always pretty good. Um, yes. Classic. You just gotta like <laughs> pace yourself, right? That's <laughs> At first, uno está que, ay, pero que they haven't even given us the refill. They haven't even given us the refill. You got like two hours to drink and you're not even noticing that the food ain't even here yet. You're guzzling. Also, <laughs> <laughs> eat this food. By the time you get out of there, you turn ready to suck somebody's dick when you get home. You know? No, always, you're always ready to suck somebody's dick. Like, it's always some energy. Like, like most of us bring out the dirty, like, I'm a slut. Like you wanna you wanna you wanna see like it, like it's time to show you what I'm made of. It's Let me like, show you yeah. what this throat does. You wanna feel my throat? 
Right. It's like the, the achievements. And want to feel the kegels in my throat? <laughs> throat kegels. Come on, throat kegels. <laughs> and let me tell you, that Casamigos is just as dangerous because that Casamigos is <laughs> opening portals and holes that are forbidden places and lands. On you the- know what does that? <laughs> Do say. Dulce brings I've up. Never got, I've actually, I actually have never tried Dulce. I've actually never had Dulce. You should try it. It's definitely not. Now I understand why Sasha Fierce came out. Came you out. Know? Wow. <laughs> the Dulce, if I do say so myself, brings out that mm-hmm. fire energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? And I honestly, like, I think that part of brunch for me is like, the way I show up to brunch depends on like what I have on the back end. So if I don't have a dick appointment, I really try not to get too messy because then I start dick hunting, right? Yeah. <laughs> is not, you know, the, my shot is not the best. Like I'm looking for stuff. I'm digging in old fucking skeletons. Are you sending the ex a text? Yeah, those tech girl. You gotta take my phone away, is what it is. You know what I mean. <laughs> and if I'm lucky, I get I drink enough that I get a little nauseous, and then I I have this bad habit of like puking, but then falling asleep like on the toilet, like just like. <laughs> so usually the universe just gets me drinking enough where it's like let's split the part where you go back to the toxic thing. That's and why you gotta try to eat something before you get there. I don't care if it, if it's a totada. Go go get yeah. you a cup of coffee real quick and a totada. Yes. Because the mimosas be hitting. The way I've walked into my bodegas yeah. drunk asking for butter rolls, I feel like they know every time I ask for a butter rolls because I'm fucking drunk. I probably stink <laughs> of the alcohol too. I'd be like, can I get a butter roll? All right. Like, I need to soak it up. I need to soak it up. I need bread to soak this right, up. Wait, before I pass the fuck out. Like, I've woken up with bread like this. <laughs> <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> so, Rose, tell us, what was it like going out to eat when you were a kid? Damn, I don't remember us going out to eat. You know what I used to like? It's going to sound mad funny. When my aunt used to take me to the Wendy's on 168 back in the days when they were fast. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Absolutely. Wendy's was different because McDonald's was something like I go to McDonald's most of the time. I grew up on 137, so we had McDonald's not only on 125th, but we had it on 145th. But uh, we went up more towards the heights you know wendy's was different was different i, I, I love wendy's i want wendy fries right now she's talking Yo. about the best fries but i love their fries for some See, reason. and then here's the thing i feel like if if you had to ask me about like my favorite takeout chain like if we're talking mcdonald's burger king wendy's wendy's burgers i fuck with wendy's more than over Burger King and McDonald's. I, I, I definitely yeah, right? That. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And then the fucking, the chili, you got to get the chili. With the fries and then you dip it in. Yeah, because you know what it is? Because they had a baked potato too, you felt like you were at a more sophisticated chain. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it is. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Frosty <laughs> though, what crap yes, that they had. That's <sighs> And honestly, too, like, I feel like they were superior in the fact that they were seasoning their chicken nuggets. They were always seasoning. That's what I'm saying. Like. They seasoned the nuggets and the batter. Yeah. And the salads just, like, hit different. Like, the salads. Yeah, those McDonald's McDonald's salads do not hit. (laughs) Failed in that category for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. I remember that's that's what I remember my aunt every time she had a doctor's appointment because you're like you're like you're not see a key, so you hablaba English, so you may have a me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my prize was Wendy's at the end. <laughs> Humble beginnings, y'all. Yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. And so now tell us what is your favorite bochinche topic to discuss over a meal? I always want to know, like, uh, like I'm the funny one to be like, did you get dick? Like, how you been? Are you happy? Yeah. Like, I think it is. I don't, I don't dig that deep into people's lives, but I'm like, yo, you got some dick in your life. You good? Like, you, somebody making you happy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's important to check up on that because sometimes people, no shade, like, you know, I, I, I really deeply respect people who don't. 
um, seek sex or look to sexuality as something that grounds them or refocuses them. I think that's beautiful that there are people who have that experience. Mm -hmm. I'm very much on the opposite side of the spectrum though, where I very much rely sometimes on sexual energy, but like healthy sexual energy. And it took a yeah. lot. Nothing crazy. There's different spectrums. Right, so. right. Like I've now learned yeah. exactly that. There's like a dick pyramid of like, what is the most ideal dick? And, mm -hmm. the dick and that's like best friend talk. That's not like <laughs> not for everybody. It's not like, you know, like, uh, if you're having brunch with a whole bunch of like people, then you don't really know then, you know, you just say so I, have been that, I have been that bitch who's been at the table. And because if I'm talking about my sexual experiences and people are looking, I'll be like, what did you have? You have you them. like, I include people. And I'm, and I'll be like, no, I totally. And like I said, I even give my disclaimer. Now I respect people who don't lean into sexual experiences. Me too. Just don't judge me. But yeah, <laughs> but like it's a part of my life, and so I'm certainly going to talk about it. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's always you. funny. I, I feel like my brain, I don't know what it is. It's just like it, I always go to adult humor in my head for something or a little bit of dark humor. It's just it's just funny to me, even like the things that I have posted online, like I it's shit that we think of. Everybody thinks of these things, it's not just men that wake up thinking like this. Women think about it too. Like how else would the men know what they're going through if they're not going through with it with someone that they're sexual with? So we're both thinking the same shit. I'm just vocal about it. Does that mean that I'm like dicking niggas down left and right? No, but it's just- And if you were, that's nobody's business and do your thing. Yeah, look at y'all. Y'all are, are jumping into the plate of the day. Y'all are ready to <laughs> tear this topic apart. Um, but now let's move into our cheers to the lady who section where we shout out dope people doing dope shit. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So this week, honestly, it's been hard to find good news anywhere, but even in the middle of a lot of chaos, you know that there are some people and there's little pockets of people who are finding some goodness of something that has happened to them or something that they've witnessed. Um, and so I just want to say that everybody deserves a cheers, right? Like we're coming towards the end of 2021. And, you know, I think at this point, if there's anything we've learned is that we can't predict what any year is going to give us or what it's going to do. Um, and so I think that the learning that lesson this year has been easy for some, but really difficult and challenging for others. And I just wanted to say that I think this week, cheers really goes to us because we're here, um, even though we might be in the middle of the struggle right now. Like and being like, well, I still can't. I need to gather my life. But the the thought and the fact that you understand and even know that that's the case is a slither of hope that one day you're gonna get the strength to act on what you know. And so, you know, I think it's important that we give ourselves a pat on the back for just having self awareness and having enough strength to at least know that how we feel and our well being is important. And however long it takes us to get that behavior in effect. Just as long as you're working towards it, that is enough and you deserve that. So I wanted to check in with you guys. Like, how are you feeling? Like, what's a win or something good that you can share, whether it's been recently or even in this past year? Um, I'll go first. I think, you know, Julissa more than anything knows that the holiday season really turned up for us, like on both ends in our individual lives, like shit just like turned up. And I've just really kind of been able to stay grounded and like sane in just trying to keep myself like literally just like before I wake up, you know, and I posted it even today, like in my caption, like grateful for another day, grateful for another chance. Like, you know, and it's kind of like what you said, like being conscious of like making better choices and trying to just like make better choices for yourself and know that like even though shit might be shit right now at some point it's not going to be shit anymore and just looking towards that and making the decisions and choices for yourself that can get you closer to that um brighter place and lighter place sooner you know yeah. and because i you know i had a moment on christmas christmas was rough right um 
I'm used to having like my family celebrate or whatever. And Christmas has always been a holiday that has been kind of over up in the air because like not one family member has like hosted it. But like this year was like, you're by yourself. Like you like shit has gotten to the point where like you're by yourself. And I had a moment where like it hit me and like I allowed myself to sit in that feeling and cry and like feel the sadness. But then just as quickly, I was just like, all right, yes, I can let that feeling stay with me, but I don't want to wallow in that. So while I might be sad and while I'm, while those feelings are valid, let me like pick myself up and at least try to keep myself moving and motivated in knowing that at some point things aren't going to be so shitty. You know what I mean? So um, I think I'm just really just trying to keep myself in that mindset and like even doing things like, you know, cleaning out my room and like shedding like, shit that you hold on to and shit like that. Like making sure that I'm getting ready for the new year to like keep mm-hmm. on making choices to just better myself and yes. keeping that conscious. So that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had a similar experience when it comes to the Christmas. You know, my mom went to Jersey to stay with my sister and my niece. She's been there for like two weeks. And one of them got sick in the house, so then I wasn't even going to end up going over there. But not that I got an invite anyways, but, you know, that part. It's yeah. just, like, those moments that you're like, all right, you know, I'm just going to... The 24th is what was, like, sad. The 25th, I was fine because, you know, that's, like, the American holiday. We usually yeah, so usually that's hangover recovery and shit like that. Like Yeah, know. yeah. But I was able to go to my friend's house, and it was so good, you know, like... He had such a good time, very mellow, but there's still that thought like in the back of your mind, like, ah, you know, we didn't, I didn't have like a big family moment and that gets you a little sad, but that's all part of life. I think this year has been really good in in a lot of cases because no matter what, I was just like, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep going. A lot of that alone time made me more creative Mm -hmm. It made me, you know, depend on myself more and be able to work with individuals that match my energy or have the same type of vision. I was able to shed a lot of things and people that weren't for me eat also, you know, it's like that purge. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through different things in different months. It's, it's like a roller coaster, but yeah. you just always get stronger and wiser. And you don't even let it hurt you for too long. You let yourself feel, and then you kind of just keep going because mm-hmm. nah, we're too bright too bright we gotta shed our light you know but we have to experience these things because we gotta teach everybody this is shit we go through as humans you know and i think even the other day not to cut you off rose Mm -hmm. i think the other day like i even had a moment where like i was thinking of like all the things that maybe could be better in my life or maybe didn't necessarily go right or whatever but then I also thought about like all the things that like there have been a lot of things that at the top of the year I said I want to do this and they literally like came true and so I had to like re- really kind of refocus myself on like on the positive things that have happened this year yeah. and like really kind of celebrate those wins and and say you know like whatever didn't happen and whatever you didn't get to do this year there's always another chance there's always another chance and we we grow like this like we start small and then it gets bigger and then all of a sudden you're like grabbing all this information to make your stuff better maybe what you're supposed to go through you haven't learned what you need to to make it grand you know and that's what i i have pleasure in falling on because i get sad too you know i get sad i get um you start having trust issues even with yourself. Like you start doubting yourself and your mm-hmm. business and your power and you forget like what a fucking magical being we are, beings we are and how we can manifest anything we want. You know, it might not be in the form that you think that you want, but you got to want something to see if it works out or not. You know, like if you have a dream, go for it. Don't, don't be stagnant. Like don't sit and wait for that dream to fall on your lap. You got to put in the work. Absolutely. And like, and and I think what I would add to that is that, and, and I'll say it's the thing that I think is a positive thing to happen for me this year was that I continue to learn that our growth is going to evolve in the way that it looks. And like, there are beginning levels for everything, which is to say, 
if I have the awareness of like all the things I could possibly do in my life to make myself like, you know, the most self-loving, efficient, healthy human walking the planet, right? Like I can know all those things and still have a really hard time saying, okay, no, I can't be vegan. Okay, yeah, I know I, I didn't pray or meditate today, even though I promised myself I was going to do it every day for my own sanity because it works. I don't, you know, get massages regularly or even use the fucking massage machine that I bought to, to be <laughs> You know what I mean? Sometimes we have so many things that are around us and we're prepared and we have all the information and it's not a matter of having lack of access. It's a matter of having lack of enthusiasm. Yeah, and, and creating healthy new habits. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that habit forming and habit building can be a long, difficult process. And that we have to remember that long, yeah, might mean a year or two of your life before you can. And But in that process, if what you're allowing yourself to be is productive in observing the truth that comes up as you're doing that work, then that's the best thing you can do. Like for myself, I've had so many moments where I'm like, yeah, I get this thing in life and I've had this big revelation and I'm like, okay, this is the kind of human I want to be. And if I'm talking to somebody else, I can preach for hours to them about how they can get up and rise again and like do all this shit. Right. But when it comes to me and when I get very close to something that is the brink of something big and powerful, I punk out on myself and I start to see behaviors that come out of me that are fear mm. based. And so I think I was living in a more dangerous place when I wasn't aware that I can go there. I can now go to those places and maybe still struggle to get out of them, but at least I know where I'm at. And at least I know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that mm -hmm. the takes me five weeks the day I do decide to pray or meditate, the day I do decide to make that fucking smoothie or to yeah. not smoke. The day you decide to fucking cry it the fuck out. Right. Come like, on. That, that matters. Yeah, like feel like fucking... That's funny. Besides, like writing in my journal, I'll literally do small little things where I'm trying to reprogram my brain to what it should be focusing on. And I remember I would program it to live a healthy lifestyle, or to balance my chakras, or to learn how to be a millionaire, like shit like that. Like mm. attract, you know, these downloads while I'm sleeping to help reprogram my mind. Trust me, because I we, we try it all. Sometimes we try to do the list. Mm -hmm. You say you're going to be so productive, you'll end up in bed all day. You know how many times I've done that? My mom makes fun of me. She's like, look at come cara. Because when I'm like on my low, yeah, I don't even want to interact with too many people, even though it's just her and I in the house and our cat, Mirage. Right. <laughs> Mirage. I like that. She, um, you know, I, I still don't feel open like that. You know, plus living with your mom, because basically that's what it is. I'm taking care of my mom. She's 80. I'm going to be her official home attendant mm. while I'm trying to pursue everything that I want to pursue. You know, my son just moved out. It's like, all right, you know, I got a, a, a fresh new reset with everything that I've learned. But shit could get tough. But I think at the end of the day, we're good. We're alive. You know, Omarion is out there trying to get crazy, but we just got to take care of ourselves. Okay. And that's a perfect segue straight into our Tuta Loca S, where we shout out motherfuckers who doing the most. Oh, can I have some? Okay. All right. So this week for our Tuta Loca S, Omarion, Omicron, uh, you know, trend, you know, I don't even Optimus Prime. It's there's so many things we can call it. But COVID has reinvented herself once again. And this time, baby, she came back with a vengeance. She said, she you know, I won't completely put you to your deathbed in a hospital necessarily, but I will be fucking stealing the holidays from everyone. I will be all up in everybody's business. I will have people questioning how the fuck did I catch this when I'm still wearing a mask, wash my hands and doing my shit. There's, you know, then people who are, you know, vaccinated who are like, oh, well, I'm vaccinated. And like, yeah, I still have it and I'm still spreading. And so like, you know, at best, it didn't hit me as bad, but like, we're still having the same issues. And so it seems like 
the solutions we thought we had aren't really mathing the way the math needs to math us to mm -hmm. keep moving forward. And so I think that gets one of those things where it's been really disappointed. I have people in my life who have a lot of people in my life who have COVID. I mean, here in mm -hmm. New York City, I, I keep hearing different people through make, I feel like people make statistics up when they're just talking. But my niece was like, it's 95% of New York. And then somebody was like, 80% of New York. And then Listen, I haven't got it, thank God. And, and not to, but everybody and their mama got yes. COVID. This shit got more name than wheat strings. Like, yes. you know, like they keep dropping and they're trying to drop people with this one. I feel like I, last week I knew like 10 people and I was just yes. like, Ugh. Yes, it's really running rampant and it's like, it's, it actually was the first time in a very long time that I felt the slight anxiety that I, the same anxiety I felt in the beginning of the pandemic where we actually didn't know shit. Like, yeah. I'm like, shit, like people are out here just catching this like nothing, bro. Like, should I really go? Like, I haven't been to a restaurant because listen, I, when I felt ready to go back to life, I went back to life. Right. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like you know, I was still keeping, I was always washing my hands just because that's something that I was doing even before COVID. But like the mask stuff, you know, like in some senses I got looser, but in the senses where it makes sense and you're in close proximity and things like that, I always, I don't question the mask. I'm never, you never catch me on a train without a mask. Like you're not going to catch me. Even when I walk into a restaurant and I know I'm about to just take that shit off, I still respect yeah. walking with the shit on, like, you know, so... I just, I thought that we had found a balance to keep us going until we could figure out how to live with it even more freely. But this shit really knocked our asses. It feels so far back that I'm just like, damn, like they should be shutting down again is what it feels like. And they're not going to, like they're clearly doing everything in their power to not shut down. To, to not shut down. It's and I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's scary. It is. I I had to go get the shots because, you know, I'm going to start officially on paper taking care of my mom. And, you know, even all these events now that, that are asking and we are entertainers. Yeah. They ask all, you know, like we have to get into these venues and it's required. So number one, it feels forced, right? That's yeah. That. Um, but I do want to make sure that I'm taken care of, but then again, all these other variants come, it just makes no sense. And the rate that people are getting sick could be a lot of things. Maybe more people are checking themselves this time around. So those numbers are coming out more or this shit is on some like, you know, Chan Lee kicking our asses again. Yeah. I mean, people, it seems like the numbers show that people who aren't vaccinated are, are getting hospitalized. So, like, it's not that the hospitals don't have a lot going on. It's just that it's not as bad as it was in the beginning of 2020 when it first hit. But the numbers are really spiking pretty high um, in comparison to when it started. So, you know, I, I wonder, though, like, in some ways, like, do we think that people are actually going to revert to lockdown behavior? Like, do you see that happening at all? And like, even personally, and I, I struggle with that answer right now. I'm in the middle of like, you know, getting shit across the country and like figuring out, like I'm in a place of movement that has to happen. And so there's just like, I'm not locking down at least not for a few weeks because I literally can't. I have shit that I'm doing that has to happen in this timeline. And so like, when you go through that and when you see how you know, I don't know, things have gone. Do you really feel compelled to do much different than what you were already doing before the strain came out? And is that dangerous? Sometimes I sit with myself and I'm like, are you doing the right thing? I stood like locked down the first time, like three, four months, right? And then while people were still at home locked, I was out making moves. You know, it's just, I kept the mask on. Um, I took care of myself as much as possible. I started like oh, being on CMOS, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like thinking good thoughts and, and, and doing all that stuff. Now, you know, I, I'm still not ready to lock myself down, but I, I am very conscious of like, if I don't need to be out there, I'm not going to be mm -hmm. out there energy. Mm -hmm. And if nobody needs to pull up over here, they don't need to pull up, you know, like mm -hmm. real. Real, real. I, you know, I, I, keep trying to make these bags out here. Keep doing what we do as entertainers. Ya para la casa otra vez. Like I don't really hang out with much people. I have very 
limited amount of people that like I'm very close to that I might want to see every, you know, maybe once a week or something or twice a week. But that's one or two people. And it's one of them is my best friend that lives right down the block. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Me and her. And then I can walk right back to my house. Right. And that's that's my lockdown mode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's the best we can do right now. Skittles, any final thoughts on Omicron right now? Yeah, I don't I feel like I really have been trying to keep myself from getting to the point where I'm feeling the paranoia that I felt at the top of 2020 because I know that there was a point where I was waking up anxious every day and I hated that feeling. I hated like that feeling of like that weight on your chest where it was just like, what's gonna happen today? Like, who are you gonna hear about today? Um, and so I don't know if that's a dangerous mindset where I'm trying to avoid that type of paranoia. Um, I know the other day, my uncle, I was with my uncle, um, we were making pateles in my mother's house. And um, I made the mistake, usually we have the rule of like, or the unspoken rule of like, don't mention COVID or politics in front of this deal. And I made the mistake of being like, oh, I mentioned how many students have been absent because of COVID, because of quarantining and stuff like that. And he had ended up mentioning like, listen, don't get crazy over this because you know, this is what, this is what these viruses do. They evolve and then they come back and like more people will get them, but it's not going to be as bad because it's evolving and it can't like survive. And like, usually I'm with, with this specific family member, I'm like, Ooh, like, I don't want to listen to like crazy. Right. But like, I'd like to have that mentality where it's like this time around it's not as bad. Right. Um, and I think that's what's try trying to like keep me calm. And so while I am more than willing to lock down if lockdown needs to happen, right. um, I don't know because people have that type of mentality. I don't know if the world mm -hmm. will lock down. And so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I wish people just be safe and smart. Yes, yes. Be safe, smart, you know. That's like, just be safe and smart. Stop sharing blunts. No more sharing blunts. No more sharing blunts. Bring your own. Be Bring your own. Start there. Like, uh, yeah, like uh, the events. I'm not smoking blunts with people at the events. And then that's also another thing. Like, maybe be more conscious about where you're going. Like, yeah. Because, like, I even found myself like, naturally i've been on winter break and i'm like i'm just naturally just home and i'm fine with that and i don't need to be out with a bunch of people around me that's already feeling it already felt uncomfortable when like we started doing it this year so right. like i don't need to put myself through that discomfort now you know yeah no um, i dwindled less and less to be around those events i'm not going out to like party like mm -hmm. I'll go to support a friend at a like something that's important, but other than that, just to be out and about, just to be in a medio. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I said, home be feeling good. <laughs> home be feeling good. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, you know, just hoping that all of us as we enter this new year that we are able to navigate and manage whatever comes our way because they're in that. We can't predict it. We don't know what's coming next. Um, all we can do is try our best. Um, and let's just honestly try to do that. All right. So let's move into our plate of the day, which this week we will be talking about envisioning a world where sex isn't taboo. Ooh, this looks good. Oh my God, this is delicious. I definitely want to taste that. Envisioning a world where sex isn't taboo. So I have a little bit of a theory. I think that part of the reason why there is so much misery and why certain systems of power have come into place is because there is a deep disconnect from for, for certain people, whether it's a cultural disconnect that came about or because they're experiencing <clears throat> particular traumas or just society as a whole teaching us that blocks our tapping into our sexual energy, right? And the power that comes from 
feeding our sexual energy, but also exploring what our sexual energy looks like beyond what we've seen on TV or have watched in pornography or whatever art, you know, is, is explicit, right? And even the fact that these things are c categorically explicit or rated R and have like all these like red flags around them, I think that mm -hmm. that depth of um, disconnect has has not allowed for people to uh, reframe sex for themselves. And I even mean down to the point where people are like, yeah, I can have an orgasm just by mentally connecting with somebody and genuinely have an orgasm without touching myself. Like people, there's so many friends. You know, so it's, it's like these things are real and there are a lot of people who, you know, I, I've seen, or at least on my timeline, have emerged who are either sex therapists or, you know, just healers who will talk about the healing energy of sexual power and why it's important to be mindful of who you're exchanging sexual energy with. And it's not about being a hoe or anything. It has nothing to do with that, but it is just the genuine power that sex as an act holds that is belittled and we're disconnected from. And so we're having toxic sex. And so we're we're in a position where we don't even let people express themselves sexually, which in itself is toxic. So mm -hmm. I wanted to unpack this because as I said earlier, Rose, I you're someone who shows up in a way where you're not afraid of what any of those things mean to you personally. You're not afraid to joke about them or talk about them in a serious way or call out people who are, you know, sort of like fucking with like what sex can really be and letting them know like that's luck shit. And you know, over here, this is what we do, right? <laughs> um, so I would love to hear what is your perception and just your general relationship with sexual expression across different areas of your life, whether it's social media, at work, mm -hmm. with different personal relationships in your life? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm someone that I feel like I don't I want I don't want to act like I had only three partners in my life, but mm -hmm. in a spectrum from, um, you know, what we know that is out there for both men and women, because not just men that have a lot of sexual partners. I'm still pretty low on my numbers, you know, I can still count with these two hands. However, the type of sex that I enjoy, I think I'm a very sexual being. I'm very expressive when I'm with someone. I like mm. relationships because I like that building up of sex. Mm. Like the first day, that thing might be a little up, you know, like, eh. <laughs> but like there's something so special to me, like when you water and grow a sexual, healthy sexual relationship. Have I had toxic ones as well? I, yeah, because you know you go through shit as as you grow up. Um, but now I feel like I've gotten to this level where I'm very sexually secure with myself. Um, I, I'm very comfortable expressing it, and I think it is a, a form of healing. You know, like things used to be so much taboo back in the back in the days for women. You know, we couldn't talk about being aroused or you know what around you couldn't even tell the man how to fuck you back in the days that like you kind of have to just lay there and just take it and then pop them babies out but you know as women grew confidence in themselves you know um i think it's been a good ride and i think that's the way to improve women to talk about it yes and, and not judge because people you know people some some people might be more prude than others or you know they have their judgments and i'm like oh my god i would never you know how much i've seen oh i would mm -hmm. never post like that for yoga poses mm -hmm. like oh uh, i would never joke like that and i'm like niggas is laughing shut up this is how we really right. <laughs> why do not yes. admit that this is how they really think come right. on the majority yes. of us do you just don't want to say it because it used to be frowned upon <clears throat> to be that expressive Right. No? Yeah. Yeah. And I really do think like it's so important to me. It is so important that even in the moments where I'm kind of like, oh, am I taking it too far with this cleavage or oh, am I taking it too? Like I, I have to recognize that it's OK for me to acknowledge what is making me feel shy about that and then decide like, OK, I'm not going to post the thing. But know why you're really doing that and really ask yourself, is that something I want to keep? Uh, you know, appeasing or upholding mm -hmm. myself. Like, is mm -hmm. it really true that I think that, you know, I, as an artist, I have my life, but because my life 
as an artist is pretty public that um, I can't be sexual because I'm afraid that the people who I fuck with in the tech world, right? Com building fucking companies, entrepreneurship, which is completely different than being an artist and a creative and, and, and owning your personality, right? And yes. that's the thing that you're selling. But in those other rooms, that's not what they're tapping on my shoulder for. And so the, arguably it's like, Oh, traditional, right? But is that true? Or do I want them to know that the same person who can give them consulting about what they need for their company is also the same person who's going to talk about sucking dick because she does. And whether yeah. she's a woman or not, right? Like, does that mean I'm saying, please let me talk about my dick sucking experiences during the middle of the fucking Zoom? No. Why mm -hmm. is it not relevant in that space? But if people if don't know how to separate things, yes. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. but like, they don't, they're fucking fake as fuck, mm -hmm. right? Because behind fucking closed doors, you're saying shit that's worse than what the fuck I'm saying. It's right. Really? Or mm -hmm. doing, you're doing, you're like actually doing shit that's worse. Right. But you're mad at history. What kind of videos you be watching? Like, I all types of porn. Exactly. Right? Like, it becomes like a, like, oh, wow. So, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from everybody. You know, and I think it's just, I think it's, it's something that um, is worth exploring basically is what i'm saying i think it's worth understanding why you have the sexual opinions you have and it doesn't mean that the best sexual person is the loudest and the proudest and the one who's talking about all their business it's actually just the person who's grounded and knows what works for them and what doesn't and that is always going to look different from person to person yeah mm -hmm. absolutely you don't fuck every nigga the same right <laughs> you don't there's different levels of love and you don't even know how good you probably could fuck. What if you haven't even met that one that you're like, whoa, if I thought that I saw Nirvana with the last one, this nigga took me to fucking light years ahead right now, you know, like. I feel like just to add my two cents in, I think that in a world where sex isn't taboo, my sex life would be so much more better. Like, I feel like, cause I'm, I and I always talk about this how like I attract closeted men often. I like attract you know the men that like are afraid to want to actually sexually explore in the way freely, you know, in the way that they do. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think that like I would maybe be able to have different experiences. And maybe this is me also like just needing to put myself in a position to have different experiences. Mm -hmm. But like, um, I feel like I would have different experiences or maybe more frequent and uh, less secretive experiences in a world mm -hmm. where sex isn't taboo, you know? Mm -hmm. Or even just like the experience as an LGBT person coming out and like being able to freely explore that without having to deal with the fear of the judgment that's gonna come with, you know? wanting to explore that and wanting mm -hmm. to express that. Um, these kids though, are getting a brand new way of exploration and all that stuff in the way, you know, it's represented in school now, but even still like, you know. And what do you mean by that? Like how it's represented in school? I just think that like they're, they're, their language is different. Um, and then now schools have these things that are called like advisories and stuff where it's just focused on the social part of school. So like they have that like, um, you know, what's said here is stays here type of mentality. Like a they, support system, like in a way. It's supposed to be that way. Mm -hmm. Is every classroom that way in those periods? No, you know, it yeah, depends on the teacher. You know, it depends on how the teacher connects with the students. But that is an effort that's being put mm -hmm. into education. I think the more we talk about it openly, the more we do have these discussions. Um, the better it is. Um, all, all in its age, all in its time. Um, but then, what is the age and time? Because the internet is here and it's been mm -hmm. here for a bit, and these kids are small. You know? Yeah, they're smart. And the thing about they it is like we, how to work laptops type of we're, but we're kind of like in the in between, right? Like we're kind of like the old people like are too like didn't didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. And then like these new kids have it 
all up in their face, you know, on the internet. Everything. Um, yeah. So. And, I, and I think I think that it's, it's interesting, sort of speaking to bringing up young kids in this conversation, I think that there is an opportunity to evolve significantly in how we have sex present in the vernacular of everyday life, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, especially... I, th I find it interesting when people associate kids who are coming out at a younger age to them being exposed to sex, when in reality, that that's mm. not experiences mm -hmm. or experiences. In fact, a lot of times the reason people don't get to realize or recognize that perhaps whatever their assigned sex and whatever cis norm comes with that isn't actually what they're connected to is because of the shelteredness of everything it's almost like yeah. just afraid of talking about private parts touching regardless of what the private parts are we're also then stripping people of the conversation of, of you know emotional intimacy right and like the fact that yeah. sometimes sexual feelings that come up are coming from an emotional place and what that means right and having six safe sex conversations is more than talking about condoms and like oh my god like, when did i feel like i had my first safe sex conversation was like in high school mm-hmm I went, I, I started in public school, then junior high went to Catholic co-ed mm. school because it was boys and girls, but it was the Catholic school. And then back to high school to, you know, public school. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like it wasn't until high school that they, they, I felt like I had like a sex ed class that made a little bit more sense. Mm. You know, they were talking about condoms and STDs and going deeper compared to maybe thinking in elementary when the class is just sex ed only had to do with body parts, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the level. But now going back to the kids now, and I'm saying kids because I'm a proud 40 year old. So, you know, even like the, the 18 year olds, those are still kids to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um that younger generation is different it's just everything is so raw with yeah. them mm -hmm. and they they ingest information differently so yes how can we they're still going to see the information out there how can we educate them in a way that they'll understand and and still want to take care of their bodies i don't know Yes. An interesting, an interesting thought to bring up in this conversation is, you know, uh, the new Sex in the City came mm -hmm. out, right? Um, it's no, called. I was gonna supposed to audition for it. They didn't hit me back. They hit me up, but they didn't to play like a nanny. That would have been cool, but. Wow. Shade. It's alright. You gonna catch the next one, the next season. That's alright. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't vaccinated then. Oh. But now I am. Yeah. So well. Back on the time. No, but. So, and just like that just came out, right? And in the, in like the second episode, they have, we're seeing the new characters in their fifties now, right? And we all know that Miranda had a son. Mm -hmm. And so in this new series, Miranda um, has taken a very like open door policy, I guess you could say to her son and his girlfriend having sex, even though he's only 17. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, he lets, she lets the girlfriend stay over, they have sex, you know, and they're just, like, you know, there's a, there's one scene where, like, they're at the um, Charlotte's daughter's concert, and the son is, like, making out with the girlfriend, and Miranda's, like, having an aneurysm because have she's, like, oh, my gosh, she's trying to be open, but, like, they're doing this in public. And it, like, like, it brought to question, like, am I really trying to let my child's, is that, like, the what 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 happens in this new age of like is that of like where sex isn't taboo? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so what happened was that like instead of letting my son fuck in the streets, I let him fuck in the house. But okay. it it's not that like it started like that. It was like he had a girlfriend, which he is still with his high school girlfriend. They're still together. Yeah. I raised a good boy. Okay. Okay. And yeah, going on 18, late 17, going on 18. They, they've been fucking boyfriend and girlfriend for like three years already. Like in high school, they're like, she was a year ahead of him. So, you know, he likes them mature. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and they, she didn't live around here after a while. So it was a lot, it became a long distance relationship. She was like far in Jersey for a bit. 
So then they would want, you know, like, can she come over and hang out? And I was like, yeah, you know, but then I started getting a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Not because, like, they're spending time, but because then he ended up being the one that's, like, fucking in the house, and I'm not because I don't bring nobody to the house. Ah! <laughs> and, you know, my mom is an instigator. She kind of just cheered him on. So it was like uh, a weird uh, thing. It's not like, where my, oh, not my, where my oh, cheer has Like, come over. But then, you know, they start acting like they balls is big. He, want, he didn't want to, like, change the kitty litter no more. Like, <laughs> you know, and I had to tell them we had, like, a little fight and everything. It was so bad. Not bad, like, crazy. But, like, it was not something that we expected. He, you know, it felt like he was a man. Kind of pushed me and I fell. And I was like... <laughs> You know, like it got to that level and he moved out, but he's like a good boy. Like we went, it was a moment for us, uh-huh. yeah. but it was like a year and a half of his girlfriend coming to stay over. This is what my standup is about. Yeah. Um, and like my mom flirted her way through the, you know, the nursing home and she would, you know, she had her little flings. My son had his girlfriend. Here I am single paying the bills. It's just crazy. Wow. <laughs> Me and the cat, me and Mirage, just going through heat. Month after new moon, full moon after, like, cycles and all. Yeah. But I do, I, I think it's so important for people to, you know, figure out what their flow and what their dynamic is with their kids. Because, like, lead by example, right? Like, I think it's so interesting to me that sometimes parents who are, you know, but in the sheets, they have a very clear or a very specific lifestyle are ridiculously overprotective and ridiculously, um, you know, trying to do the most to keep their kids away from the lifestyle that they're trying to secretly build. And it's kind of like, what does it look like to own your sexual expression in a way that isn't overbearing necessarily inappropriate, but is honest to some yes. degree. So I, I, I wonder what that looks like. And I love the show Big Mouth because I think that oh, yes. parents and you know, like I love that dynamic where they like talk about their sexual or like their experiences, which sometimes obviously is a TV show, so sometimes they stretch it, they drag it a little bit. Yeah, no, but we got it. Come on, we like with the period came or just right. like, masturbating. Right, because then, then again, it's like, is that really stretching it? Like, is there a world where you could be that sexually open with your kids and that helps them navigate it better because when they're going through shit, they don't feel awkward to, when you're like, what happened in school today? If they have to say something, they don't think, oh, it's inappropriate. I'm going to get in trouble for talking mm-hmm. about it. They think, oh, this is going to feel awkward. Listen, I'm not in that trouble. time, I'm going to, like, I'm either going to regret this or laugh about this one. Nap time, I remember being a certain age, nap time in school. Remember we had nap time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, you kind of rub yourself on, like, the mat a little bit? Like, mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> that's so good. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know why. You know, like, I was just like, hmm, you know, and then... You go home and then you figure out that if you keep doing that, something happens, you know, yeah. and like it, it does happen at a young age. Well, you know, or, I, or all I could do is speak on my experience and see if others are brave enough to talk about it, too. Yeah. So it goes back to like, you know, like what could have happened differently? Like could have my mom have told me, like, talk to me more about my yoni. Mm-hmm. and how we got to take care of it and you know like and at what age does that happen you know i'm not we're not i don't want to stay stuck on that subject but like just having the conversation and even as women there's some women that don't know how good it feels to touch themselves don't know how to touch themselves mm-hmm. you know don't know what it is to please themselves and love themselves and let energy come through their bodies and, and how that helps release fucking baggage yeah. off of it like that's not, not now we're talking tantric energy yeah you know and when you're open and, and you're free and, and you know I've, I've noticed comments people like oh you know i don't know like you have this confidence we love seeing the confidence grow it's shit that i felt like that i've always had but i just never displayed it because hmm. i was so afraid of how it would look to people you know mm-hmm. and, and once I let go of that fear and you kind of just not care what perception people have of you. And, and then you see the positive comments and you see those people that are fanning your flames. Cause that's also very important when you see that you do have a support 
not that you know you should go on life one and people support we all know that you should be whole before you like want anybody else to give to you but at the end of the fucking day one person praying is very different than like 60 50 people praying for the same cause and we could do that for each other by support absolutely you know like in words of encouragement like yo you guys like i said you guys are fucking great with like i couldn't wait to get on your podcast i've been waiting i've been waiting for like three years i was like one day because <laughs> you guys have good energy and you know working with people like rachel and and everybody else out there like other empowering humans that like are okay with speaking like this and you're like yo you feel like you're finding your tribe like mm-hmm. you all got a little dirty mind doesn't mean that we bad people okay that's, and that's, that's, that's a cute one. i mean doesn't even like and does it even have to be considered dirty mind like, right because i feel like daddy gets it gives it that like few times doesn't mean that i'm a bad person exactly <laughs> exactly you know and i and i love that and i think like so so to wrap i wonder what is advice that we would give to people who are struggling with their sexual expression for one reason or another um and how they can step into their sexual power a bit Wow. I feel like we should have a whole seminar about that. that right, that can absolutely yeah, be. Honestly. <laughs> Simon, we like... should do that. Definitely future, but like a quick... Like a quick piece of advice? I, I would honestly to just say fucking own it. Mm-hmm. Fucking own it. And maybe that's like a cliche piece of advice or whatever, but like I feel like at the end of the day, when people are concerned of like, oh, what is this people gonna think? What at the end of the day, as long as you like step into your sexual expression and own it and like are confident and this is what you want and this is how you like it and this is where you want it, how you want it, da da da. Nobody can say anything to you because you're owning it and it's yours and that's it. And if they want to say something to you, it's probably because they don't own theirs. of you is none of your fucking business all right mm-hmm. if they have not elevated to the level of your freeness and consciousness and 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 love of yourself that's okay that's on them block out all the noise but if you know that you've gotten to the level that you are in a healthy place sexually spiritually as a person you learn to respect yourself. You learn not to share your energy with too many people. And if you do, you know how to release yourself of any energy that you might attach yourself to, like, you know, catch yourself. But at the end of the day, sexual expression is very important. Go play with yourself every morning, every night. I don't care how often you do it. Listen, I was the 40-year-old toy virgin. Shout out to my friend Rochelle that just got me my toys last year, you know. Listen, like, no shame because you released the baby first year last like, year. Was for me when she got me the toy. I was like, oh my God, hide this from my mom. Like a fucking grown ass woman saying that I had to hide a toy from my mom, a vibrator. Like she got me the nice suction ones. It's pretty cool. It's kind of strong, so I don't use it often. Girl, that's the one. That's, that's the one. I mean, it's like express yourself. Go dance. Go in the mirror. Get fucking naked. Fucking men and women. Everybody, fucking just like mm-hmm. explore yourself. Look at your fucking power. Let the fucking lion, lioness energy out. Whatever it is, you know, and be free. As long as you know you're a pure person, you don't, you ain't hurt, you ain't hurting nobody. Especially right. not yourself, you know. Then fuck everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, and, and I would say, like, my, my advice would be, like, take, there's levels to this shit, right? Like, enter at the levels that make sense for you. Don't, mm. 
try to discover you're a freak by doing something that you already know makes you completely uncomfortable and stiff because you're not setting yourself up for success. I think really incrementally finding the things that work for you and leaning into them as you feel comfortable doing is going to get you better results than rushing yourself or forcing yourself to do something that you already know you're just not ready for yet. And it's okay to not be ready for something. And it's okay to never fuck with something, something, right? Like I, I recognize that as somebody who talks about, oh yeah, it's fucking dick or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of people out there who don't enjoy doing that, right? But that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that's, that's right. They just gotta don't hate what they don't understand. Right, you know what, what it I mean? says up there. There's one of the quotes: "Is don't hate what you don't understand." Right, so- and 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 I and I love that. Right, I love that quote, and I think that that's what it is. Is right, like you don't you don't have to like something, but you don't have to hate on something or judge or ridicule anyone for something that you simply don't understand. Um, and so if you don't understand why somebody would or wouldn't want to give head or would or wouldn't want to do anal or would or wouldn't want to mix genders in terms of their sexual experiences, right? Like, and know that people can do that and that doesn't mean that they identify mm-hmm. as being one side and that is just part of their sexual experience, right? And accepting mm-hmm. that. And try and stop trying to label people and pin people down by what they I should got that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like I find power in the guy who does like to get his booty hole lick and then the one who doesn't. Like, I think regardless of which one you are, that doesn't make you less powerful. They all like the same thing that women like. You know? just won't fucking admit it. Exactly. So, you know, like, don't deprive yourself. It's basically my piece of advice. Don't deprive yourself, but also don't rush yourself. Just Mm -hmm. keep it real with yourself so that you'll actually enjoy it because at the end of the day, it's supposed to be pleasure. So mm-hmm. yes. So thank you, Rose, so so much for being on here with us today. Um, are there any that you want to give out to anyone or anything you have coming up that you want us to know about? Um, you know, stay tuned for more sketches online. Follow me on Instagram, I am Black Rose NYC. My next show coming up is I'm doing a stand-up with the Latino Kings of Comedy. If you don't know who that is, we're gonna hit the Broadway comedy show. It is T5K, Tommy, Ivan Manito, Chicho Comedy, nice. Mr. Nueva York. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're coming, and they asked me to do a set, so I'm ready. I'm so excited. The only thing, I'm yeah. just talk shit about, you know, shit that happens in my life, silent sex, and, you know, like a kid that's, you know, having sex in the house. Right. <laughs> I love it. And Skittles, where can they find us? You can find us at Ladies Who Bruncher on Instagram, Ladies Bruncher on Twitter, and Ladies Who Bruncher on YouTube. You can find Julissa at Julissa with an H, and you can find me at The Real Skittles with a Z. <laughs> yes, thank you all so much for being here with us today. And until next time, Bronche.